coming up. It's, there's no biscuits in there. It's full of liquid. I put my finger in it and I was like, I don't think it's piss, but like it could what, be. Sorry, what? Again, a non-gay is a podcast from James Barr and Dan Hudson. Two unlikely friends take on the world. Hello, we're back. Woo! This week, we're joined by... Nobody. <laughs> I've been missing it, I think. I know, but we've been having like amazing guests in, one after the other. <laughs> There's loads in the bag as well. It gives you an opportunity to... It's so hard, and I hate to be one of these people, because if someone says this to me, I, I hate it. But it's hard to find time to read sometimes. But like when you have to read something because you're interviewing someone, that's such an amazing luxury wow that's so relatable oh i've got a podcast and it's such a stress to have to read books to interview people know what i mean guys i didn't say that though (laughs) what i said was it's nice to be able to block out a chunk of time i definitely have what's known as freelancers guilt which makes it incredibly hard to relax at almost any time certainly in the daytime even if it's a Saturday or a Sunday, which is why when we've got an amazing guest on, it's a great opportunity for me to to read the book and, and be able to read that, have like a guilt-free read or a guilt-free watch of something with everything else that is going on. Being a key worker means you're sort of immune from this nationwide or worldwide chill that's going on. That has not reached here. So it's nice to be able to siphon off a corner of time and be like, okay, I'm going to read this book because I have to read this book because somebody's got to read this book. That's pretentious podcaster and key worker (laughs) Dan Hudson there. You know what? Like you have a point about a freelancer's guilt that I think transcends into everyone though because of TikTok and Twitter and gay Twitter and Instagram. And I think everyone has an element of that guilt to be honest like i can't just watch a tv show i have to be thinking what am i going to tweet about that tv show yeah that's interesting and that is a bit exhausting here's something i'm going to leave you with before we start the episode i heard this really amazing quote from katie perry and if you're suffering from all this kind of zoom fatigue or you're watching people thriving on instagram or doing amazing tiktoks like just listen up because katie perry has the tea if you're thriving right now in the middle of a pandemic you are a fucking psycho Welcome to a gay and a non-gay. Guys, we're really excited today because our pronoun tea has sold out. What? This is amazing. Dan and I worked really hard on our brand new merch and we're really excited that it's sold out. 10% has gone to Mermaids. Don't worry, there'll be new stock soon. Go to our website, gaynongay.com and sign up for our mailing list so we can let you know exactly when it drops. We're now working on some new pride pronoun tees. Yes, so to make sure you're in the know when that happens, don't forget to head to gaynongay.com and subscribe for future updates. Right, I really want to ask you something, Dan, about our HIV documentary, The London Patient, A Cure for HIV. Um, You've never had an HIV test. No, I have. I have had one. Oh, you have? Well, I've been to Dean Street and had a... I've had a sexual health check, which presumably includes that, yeah. Um, when was that? Like, year, that's not too personal. Years ago. Eight years ago. I kind of want to challenge you to take a new one. I'd rather not. Well, for, for a number of reasons, but mainly that I don't need to because I'm being with the same person. So it doesn't feel like a good waste of my time or their resources and their time. This is such a heavy thing to just throw at you <laughs> but as a gay person i have to take one every three months yeah i do that because i'm on prep but 
it's also recommended that if you're having sex with lots of different people, protected or non-protected, that you should get yourself tested for HIV and all other sorts of STIs because that's what a responsible adult would do. That's what I've had drummed into me since being a child and coming out at 15. And it's so alien to me that you haven't had one or even thought about the need to have one in years. And you're such a good ally that I think it would be amazing if you had another one. That's beside the buy, really. That's completely irrelevant, whether I am or I'm not an ally. But don't you think everyone should get one? Not really, no. The thing is, it's quite... You're going to be like, oh, it's straight privilege or, or whatever. But the fact is, I don't need one because I know I haven't got it. And I haven't been in a situation where I'm going to get it. And there's no other way that I could have got it in that time. And as we learned, you can't get it from picking up a razor. So, <laughs> so well, we technically learned that you could, but there had to be a really specific yeah, and set I, of circumstances. I haven't been, so it was highly unlikely. Yeah, I haven't been in those specific set of circumstances. Although I have, before I had that chat with John Frater, there's been a couple of times when I've been like living with people and being like, shit, if they use my razor, do I need an HIV check? But now, now we've learned that that's not the case. And, and I don't think the guidance is that everybody on the planet needs an HIV check, like old age pensioners need, a, need an HIV test or children need an HIV test or people that are abstaining for sex for whatever reason need an HIV test. I, I'm not aware that that's the guidance from like the THT or, or anyone else. Well, here's the thing, though. There are 7,000 people living in the UK right now who do not know they have HIV. Obviously, that's an estimated figure. Yeah. And the only way to ever eradicate this horrendous disease from the world is for everyone to know their status. Yeah, but I know my status. That's the point you're missing. The problem is that there's obviously countless people who have been in relationships. It turns out there's some infidelity on either part and then the the whole thing goes to shit, right? But I'm speaking from a place where I know that that's not the case. I, I agree with you from knowing your relationship with Tally. Like that just isn't... But to be but to be devil's advocate for a second, no one really knows that. No one really knows that until they know the opposite. This is so difficult because there'll be people who, who relate to what I'm saying, take what I'm saying as gospel, and then it turns out they've got HIV. This is what I'm saying. I'm saying that actually no one knows really their status until they've had a test. Now, you have had one, but not recently. And if Nicola Sturgeon in Scotland, the first minister, can have an HIV test out of the blue for no reason, I don't see why you can. Well, it's not out of the blue for no reason, is it? I guess not. <laughs> Nicola Sturgeon did it because she wanted to support people living with HIV yeah. and to take away some of the shame from it, which is sort of why I'm saying it's important for a lot of people to get tested because it's so it's just so critical that people know HIV is not just gay people. The history of it, obviously, the millions of people that have died from it, The majority of those, especially in the 80s and 90s, were gay men. But it's rife across Africa and it's still getting transmitted in the United Kingdom and in the USA because people don't know they need to be tested. Yeah. Do need to be tested. We've seen it with COVID-19. If you get tested, you can you can halt the spread. And it's exactly the same with HIV. And there's a campaign running at the minute about physical distancing, saying that during this time, It's actually an amazing opportunity to stop the spread of HIV. Because if we're not having sex with other people at the minute, then we're not spreading COVID or HIV. But we need to know our HIV status so that when things are more back to normal, we're not continuing the spread. So James and I have just got an HIV test that we're both going to do, despite being faithful to each other. Also, I think. And I wouldn't say I'm looking forward to doing it, but I think it's really important to do it. A gay and a non-gay. 
we had a massive argument about this. I took issue with the wording that James had said, which we then edited out, which was everyone needs to get tested. And I'm not sure that that's a fact. I think in our documentary, we're more held to account on what we say. So I think it was right to change that language from we should all get tested to the best thing we can do is get tested. Yeah. But in a situation where I'm just chatting to you, I do feel that everyone should be. I just think everyone, including like the groups that I've just mentioned, it's just the fact that everyone or everyone needs to do this that I just don't like. So there you go. Okay, forget, forget, forgetting that. This isn't everyone. This is this is you. And you're actually pretty influential now to our listeners. And Thanks. you hold a lot of respect and you're an ally. And I just think for that reason, it shows good faith for you to get one. But what I want to know is, are you scared to do that? I don't love that stuff. Sorry, what I, Well, doctors, bloods, hospitals, I don't love that stuff. So I avoid them like the plague. But that's not really what I'm doing here. You also mentioned straight privilege. I didn't mention that. Do you think part of it is that? No, not really. I just think that you think that that's what it is. So I was just preempting. I haven't said that once. Yeah, but you do. I was just preempting it so you didn't have to do I it. I don't really um, think that. I think there are people with straight privilege who think it doesn't affect them. I'm fully aware that I'm not immune to it because I'm straight. That's not what I'm saying. I don't think it's about that. And again, I'm not calling you it. I'm not saying you have straight privilege, but I don't think it's necessarily about I can't get it because I'm not I'm not gay. Is it not also I can't get it because I'm not promiscuous? Isn't that really what that's what I think? If you like. Which effectively feels a bit like straight privilege because straight people would feel that they're not as promiscuous, I imagine, as gay people. That term is is so loaded because it's only ever really thrown at people in a negative way. Old gays are so promiscuous. So that word is, is tricky. But yeah, essentially. But that, that's not me saying, oh, I'm not being promiscuous because I'm straight and I'm like holier than that. It's like I'm not because I'm just because I'm not. I think it's cool whatever you want to do. If you think you know your status then and you're happy, then great. But I think it would be pretty cool if you had an updated status check especially as you're someone that is so deeply connected to the lgbtq (laughs) community not that hiv is specifically a gay thing um and also you've run the red run to support people with hiv and aids it doesn't really make sense that you wouldn't just get another test and this is the thing it needs to be seen as something that is really not a big deal because having hiv is is not a death sentence we know that from our documentary you equals you undetectable equals untransmittable if you have it and your viral load is down thanks to the amazing medication available now you can't pass it on not even to your child okay fine i'll just i'll do it just just let's just move on i'm gonna send you one in the post because you can now get them delivered as well so great thanks so we had an email sort of about this so i started listening to your london patient episode but it reminded me of a past episode where james told how he'd contracted severe arthritis in his feet further to a sexual encounter It was not openly said that this encounter was unprotected, but we can only presume so. And yet at no point did James say, I really wish I'd insisted on protected sex, so make sure you all do or similar. Call me old-fashioned, but have safe sex with people you don't know should still be a key message for gays and non-gays alike. And yet I've never heard about it on your podcast. And you've just started a two-parter about HIV. I know therapies have evolved a lot in recent years, but we still need to be careful, right? That's from James. I think James has a really good point. I'm actually pretty upset about arthritis at the minute because it's partly coming back. My reactive arthritis still inhibits me and it it was as a result of unprotected sex. And maybe I should sit here and say, use a condom, guys. 
That was a roaring um, endorsement of uh, safe sex there from James Barr. <laughs> the thing is, I can't say that because that's a contradiction for me. I'm not going to sit here and preach saying use a condom when I know that I haven't. No, but you could you could say knows. you could say look look what's happened to me <laughs> because I didn't have protected sex. I guess I am saying that, but I'm not explicitly saying it because I don't think I should be telling people to do what I haven't done. I wish I'd used a condom because if I could take this condition away, I absolutely would. It's a lot better now. I can walk around. I started running recently, though, and that triggered it again. And I feel like I've put loads of weight on since getting it. And it's it's really difficult. It's really depressing not being able to go for a run or do what I want to do or walk up the stairs with a reminder that my feet hurt constantly. It's just It's just not easy. And obviously, it's quite rare for this to happen from chlamydia, but it has. So absolutely use a condom hey 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 uh so we just want to tell you quickly about another show that we think you'll love if you enjoy a gay and a non-gay it's called movie therapy and it's hosted by our friend Kristen Meinzer who you might know from by the book podcast and also James's other podcast from a couple of years ago when Megan met Harry in each episode of Movie Therapy, Kristen and Rafer read letters from listeners who hate their roommates or are addicted to bad news, or maybe they just need a good cry in the era of COVID-19. They then prescribe each advice seeker a list of movie and TV recommendations to help them get through. And of course, they offer loads of empathy and humour along the way. Check out Movie Therapy with Rafer and Kristen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favourite shows. <laughs> Dan, do you have a face mask or is that is wearing a face mask demasculating to you? I've got one. I don't tend to wear it, but I don't tend to be indoors with people. I don't think it is demasculating like because isn't it like the most masked thing in the world clearing out the asbestos from the kitchen or something? <laughs> mask for mask. Well, I don't get it, but there's this thing in the New York Times saying that men are less likely to wear face masks because they're not cool and that they're a sign of weakness. And then obviously Trump, there's a lot of issues there, but he's not wearing a face mask. And you see Mike Pence going around to hospitals not wearing a face mask. And obviously early on, Boris wasn't wearing a face mask and he was shaking hands with people. And there's just this thing that men, straight men, I imagine, maybe some gay men and others seem to think that wearing a face mask means they're not strong so i was wondering where you, you were at with it because it's so like my stepdad and my mum refuse to wear them they think it makes them look stupid it is a hassle that i don't need but <laughs> yeah coronavirus is a hassle that we don't need dan <laughs> welcome to 2020 <laughs> but i don't if i'm going on a run do that but then i'm i'm being ultra careful when i'm on a run do you know what i mean like nobody's coming anywhere near me you don't think it's not cool or that you look weak if you wear well, a mask, it's not then? It probably isn't cool. It's probably not like the latest catwalk. Actually, it is. <laughs> Loads of fashion but bloggers like... are wearing like cool face masks now. So it actually is <laughs> quite cool. But is protecting yourself, and this goes back to our conversation about condoms in a weird way, is protecting yourself not cool? This is a bit like our favorite conversation from last year, is recycling gay? Right. It's the same thing, isn't it? Why do certain types of men <laughs> seem to think that... Being a good human, a good citizen by covering up and wearing a face mask or recycling to save the climate is is gay or... I guess a lot of people, I guess it's primarily men, think like Trump and Mike Pence, just think that like, oh, it's, you know, it'll be fine. It's a load of... I mean, they obviously do think that and Boris Johnson, don't they? Because otherwise they would have done something about it when they had the chance to. Versus countries like New Zealand where there's a female prime minister and they're just almost back to normal. I'm, I'm glad you finally agree. Men are trash. I guess blokes are quite lazy, aren't they? So like... When I was at university, I went 
me and my mate John were just in my room and um, we went into our other ma- our other housemate's room and he had like this M&S biscuit tin. Yeah. And I was like, oh, let's, let's basically rinse these because he always used to rinse our stuff. I opened them and I was like, it's, there's no biscuits in there. It's full of liquid. I put my finger in it and I was like, I don't think it's piss, but like it could what, be. Sorry, what? So obviously I just went and immediately I washed my hands. Uh, like immediately. Uh, and then me and John then go back into my room and we were like sitting there going, I don't think it's piss to you. Back and forth, back and forth. And then our friend comes home. He comes into my room and he's he says, have you been in my room? I was like, yeah, yeah. And I said, that's not piss, is it? And he's like, yeah. What? He's like, oh, I just can't be bothered to like go to the toilet. Um, you are... <laughs> he I, used I, to piss I, in I, a biscuit tin because he couldn't be bothered to go to the toilet. I, I that think, is so I, awful. But he did live opposite the bathroom, which is particularly strange. I have anyway, feel, how, did, how did he empty it? <laughs> well, this is this is the thing. So a, a year later, we, we'd moved house. He had gone from living opposite the bathroom to living a whole floor above the bathroom, as had I. And one day I, I was saying, I just thought, hang on, you know when you used to live opposite the toilet and you couldn't be bothered to go? What do you do now? Because you've got a whole floor to go down. You know, like your journey time has gone up tenfold. And he said, yeah, so I just piss it in a cup and throw it out the window. <laughs> and then what? When you can be bothered, you go down two flights of stairs to wash it in the sink, presumably. <laughs> It's worth pointing out that some people are into that and that's valid. That's your kink. If, if that's your kink, that's your kink. Okay. I'm calling it gross, but some people listening might be into that. The thought of what, an so M&S you... biscuit tin filled with that might be appetizing. Do you think he was getting off on that? I feel really ill. Can we? <laughs> well, no, do, do you, do you've, no, that's you've not taken what I was trying to say. I was trying to I say. D- I mean, so I don't think he, I don't, I mean, it's possible, but. I'm trying to say sorry if anyone's listening and offended by me being disgusted by this because there are some people that find this a kink. So all good if you do. I just personally feel a bit disgusted by it. So are there people like <laughs> spaffing one out at the minute? To, no, to Dan, the of, no. Well, no, I mean, it's a question. It's a question. I don't, do you I don't know. I don't to, to know. The thought of, to the thought of my mate being surrounded by pots of, pots of piss. Right. Biscuits you know, into pit. No, there, do you think that? Do you think people are getting aroused by that? There could be people listening that get aroused by you just being straight. To be fair, hello to them. Looking at it from like a twenty twenty lens, I think this guy did quite a few things that we would now think are were funny at the time, and are now less funny when you think that he probably had depression and whatnot. That took a turn. I think you're right, though. I think um, <laughs> actually time, that makes a time, lot of sense because I think in my depression, I definitely didn't shower. I'd go days without showering. Whereas at the time, we thought it was hilarious. This guy, for example, wouldn't get out of bed till like five o'clock and he'd come down the PM and he'd come down the stairs and we'd be all like, bloody hell, you're having an early start. <laughs> Which I do think, I still do think is funny. And he thought it was funny. Like he's laughing at the situation. But yeah, I don't think it necessarily occurred to us at the time that he was probably suffering from depression and that's why he didn't get out of bed all day. And Whereas we just thought that was like, lol. Oh God, <laughs> now we've just laughed at it for 10 Anyway, months. I think he would think that this is funny. We'll find out, won't we? <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, babes. Do the admin and support a gay and a non-gay. Visit gaynongay.com slash donate. <laughs>